Welcome to episode number four of Beauty and the Gi, the grappling and life podcast talking about jujitsu from the female perspective. In this episode, I'm asking the burning questions. Why compete and what to expect at a competition? And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Jen Eads. I'm a white belt full of questions and lots of curiosity about all things jujitsu. I'm AJ Klingerman, a world champion purple belt and a little obsessed with jujitsu. I train a lot and I love to compete. So I think this is going to be a good episode for us. I think so too. So I'm going to start with the question that's on my mind and I'm guessing probably on the minds of some other white belts. Why in the world would I compete if I already know I'm going to lose? Sure, with that attitude. I know. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with um, you. Let's start with why do you do jujitsu? Well, I can't help myself now because I've <laughs> absolutely fallen in love with it. But I do jujitsu because it's so outside of my comfort zone. And that's one of the things that I've really wanted to work on this year is getting more comfortable being outside of my comfort zone. And now I can already see where this is going. Like when I stick my arm out and somebody grabs it, like I already know <laughs> what's going to happen. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my first thing. Like, I think no matter why you do jujitsu, competition gets you closer to that goal. So um, if you're doing it to be outside your comfort zone, let me tell you, competing is uncomfortable. Um, if you're doing it for self-defense, nobody's going to come at you in class like they will in a competition. So it kind of gives you that closer to real world scenario. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it to get into shape, you're never going to train harder than you do leading up to a competition. You're going to eat better. You're going to do more for recovery. You know, if you're doing it for the community, competition is great for that. Like it's, it's legit, like the best family reunion you've ever been to. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, we've known in the sport for 20 years, we've known because of competitions, like I, uh, nationals in Columbus, Ohio, like, I don't know, 2001, 2002, I would bring a suitcase full of snacks and water, like giant suitcase. And I would just sit in the stands and like pass them out. Be like, hi, I'm AJ. Who are you? And like give out <laughs> snacks and water. Um, but, you know, like that's how we made some friends that are, yeah. you know, now black belts all running their own schools. And so it doesn't matter what your goal with jujitsu is. Competition will help you get there. And uh, James, my husband and coach, always says that a match in a competition is like 10 classes. So, you know, it really is like you just learn so much. I always hate the adage you either like you either win or you learn. I think mm -hmm. that's so dumb um, <laughs> because you should be able to learn from your wins too. Like mm -hmm. most likely it's not like a flawless victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be things that you can learn from the wins too. And so I think no matter what, you learn a lot in competition. What was your first tournament experience like? Okay, so uh, this almost doesn't seem fair. My first tournament um, was Kentucky State Championship in probably 2004, and I won. So I was a Kentucky State champ for my first tournament. Nice. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It was kind of just a little bit of a different world. You know, they're there were only four women in the whole tournament, the whole tournament. They just put us all together. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It was kind of just a different time and a different world. But I will say that 
one of my biggest regrets of my jujitsu career is that I didn't compete more as a white belt. So I competed like maybe three or four times as a white belt. And I was a white belt for like technically like 13 years. (laughs) So there were plenty of opportunities in there. Um, But yeah, you know, like as a white belt, there's just really no pressure. Like nobody Mm -hmm. really expects anything great from you, Uh, you know, like. Yeah. So I, that's one of my biggest regrets in jujitsu is that I didn't compete more as a white belt. I've made note of that. <laughs> this other fear in my head mm-hmm. is uh, what if I get submitted in 30 seconds and I just look like an idiot? Okay. So we've all been there. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, you know, we've, we've all, we've all been there. We've all gotten submitted right away. Um, and it, it stinks when that's your only match. Cause sometimes that happens, you know, you're like, Oh, I just put like six weeks into hardcore training and I just lost my first match. If you can do an open and, and add another match, do it. You know, mm-hmm. I have never missed an open that I've been able to compete in unless I was injured. So like in at the Federation tournaments, you have to podium in order to do the open. So every time I podiumed, so long as I wasn't injured, I did the open because I want the more experience. Mm -hmm. And because I feel like it's kind of my duty as a girl that made the podium to do it. Like lots of girls don't make the podium. So, you know, it it feels like my responsibility to Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) I get so sad if I don't make the podium and then the girls on the podium don't do the open. I'm like, oh, what a wasted opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, I mean, we've all been there. The point, I mean, you know, obviously we all want to win, but that's not the main point. Like the main point is go out, do your best, have fun, learn. Okay, so I think I've now decided. (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of tournaments, there is one coming up. There is. I mean, there's always a million tournaments coming (laughs) up. Um, But, you know, here in Indianapolis, we have the Extreme Grappling Open, which has been going since 2004. Um, There have been over 50 tournaments. Uh, In that time, there's usually three a year all in Indianapolis. I do run those. The Extreme Grappling Open, and that is April 27th in Indianapolis. And you can register for that at extremegrapplingopen.com. And you can actually register for all three tournaments for the entire year um, for only $160. And that gets you gi, no gi, and a t-shirt at each event. So that's a huge, huge deal. Um, But yeah, it we do gi, no gi, and absolute divisions. So, all right, and you know what? I'm going to have a link to that in the show notes. It's always a great turnout. Black belts have always competed for free at the Ego. And one thing from the women's perspective, so there's a big push in the women's community for equal pay. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you from from the business standpoint, I understand why a lot of people don't do equal pay because the men still outnumber us by. Mm, probably 90%, you know, like there's still a lot more men in the game. So I understand from the business perspective of why a lot of people don't do equal pay for women, but the ego does like, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you do the absolute division and you win, you win the same amount of money that a dude would. So that's, I run the tournament. That's my choice. (laughs) Well, and that makes me want to compete because I, as a woman, I want to support tournaments that are that support women. Yeah. 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 And I think because because I'm a female that runs the tournament, we do have a strong women's turnout mm-hmm. because 
women want to support other women in the sport. And so, you know, I do my best to make sure that the women have good competition and a good environment. You know, there might be a Britney Spears song playing or (laughs) (laughs) I do play music at the ego, which uh, most tournaments don't play music, but I, I do most of it well edited. Sometimes I get here cuspered now and then, but I try to make sure it's all clean music. Uh Um, But yeah, so definitely like as a woman, the ego is a great tournament. Okay. So I've made up my mind. Yes. I will be there (laughs) competing. So now how to prepare. Yeah. What do I, yeah. So now that I've decided, yes. What do I do? Yeah. So, um, focus your training. Okay. Okay. So there, we talk about a game plan a lot. So Mm During non-competition times, your game plan is usually things that you're weak at. What if that's everything? At well, this point? yeah, it's okay. It's all right. So, <laughs> but even if you feel weak at everything, like what is the one submission that you feel like you really like? This is a real question. Do you have a submission that you're like, oh, that's my jam? I like the Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. felt pretty good. Yeah, that, yeah, I like the Ezekiel too. Put that in your game plan. Okay. So now you can do it from mount. You can do it from guard. So in my game plan, I need to be in one of those two positions. So how did I get there? Did I get the takedown? Okay. What's my favorite takedown? Where do I land in that takedown? Okay. Now, how do I get to mount? Or do I want to pull guard? If I pull guard, I'm instantly there. Maybe I can get the Ezekiel right away. So Just focus, especially your rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously you're still learning techniques during technique time, but during rolling, just continue going to those certain places every time. Like if I want a submission from guard and that's my game plan, if I somehow end up on mount, I'm going to let them oop on me so I can be in guard because that's my game plan. And I just want to make sure I'm working from my game plan over and over and over. And then usually like two classes before a tournament, all I'll do is just run my game plan, like just grab a partner and have them kind of let me run my game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just tell them, you know, each time make it a little harder for me. Okay. So, so that would be a big thing. Working yeah. from a game plan. Okay. And then, you know, recovery, recovery is good. So make sure you're taking good care of yourself. What does that look like? Yeah. I mean, eating well, that's a good part. So don't eat a bunch of crap. Don't, you know, <laughs> and you know, like it doesn't mean that Like I am not a proponent for cutting weight as a woman Mm -hmm. just because there aren't a lot of women in, you know, competition fight at your weight class. If you're cutting weight, like for a big tournament, I understand, but you know, do it properly. Don't Mm -hmm. just try to sweat it all out or whatever. With that said, I, you know, I've cut weight a couple of times for a tournament, like worlds and stuff, but in general, fight at your weight class, but eat healthy, you know, maybe see a chiropractor or get massage or do cryotherapy or, you know, like I have all these things that, you know, if I'm, if I'm training hard for competition that I make sure that I'm doing, um, to recover too. That hadn't even gotten to the recovery thing yet. (laughs) Gotta have a game plan. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all important. Like you want your body to function properly, uh, pay attention to, so like thinking about like day of competition. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, yeah, yeah. let's, let's move on to like kind of what to expect. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a long day. Okay. (laughs) Bring snacks, bring snacks. Yeah. Bring snacks that you've eaten before. I know it sounds dumb. No, that kind of, but you know, like don't grow. Oh, like this is, this looks like a interesting thing. This will probably be a great snack before I compete. And then you're like, burping it back up or, you know, um, (laughs) so things that you've eaten before you've trained. So like, you know how you feel on it. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, bring snacks, bring water. Um, most tournaments have concessions or whatever. I will say most tournaments have concessions that are like nachos and hot dogs and yeah. things like that. Uh, at the Ego, we primarily have, you know, protein bars and we do have some candy for, you know, the spectators and stuff, but we try to keep it a little more healthy things that you would be able to eat before you compete. Know where you're supposed to be. So like federation tournament, you need to be in the bullpen an hour before. Um, and they'll tell you, you know, like you'll know your mat, you'll know all that. So know when and where you should be. Know what the uniform requirements are. Again, back to the federation, they're very, very specific. I always take two of everything because they may not like my rash guard or they may not like my gi top or my gi pants. And so you have to be prepared to change quickly or they will DQ you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ego is way more relaxed. It's a, you know, it's a local tournament. So mm-hmm. um, you can wear a neon green gi. I don't care. You know, like <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. But still, you have to know the uniform requirements. You have to wear a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gi. Dudes can't wear rash guards under their gis. Like, just little stuff like that. You need to know the requirements. I, you know, things for me. So I get, in the past, let's start there. In the past, I've gotten very nervous before competing. So know that that's normal. Okay. That's going to happen. Okay. You're not you're not crazy for being super nervous. <laughs> um, I always, like, I have uh, various times when I register, I get that super nerve. And then when the brackets come out, (laughs) I get it again. (laughs) And then right before I compete, I get it again. So it's like multiple times I'm getting better with the nerves, but it's still a battle. It's, you know, I, I suffer with anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that. And I've had full blown panic attacks between matches. Really? Yes. So, you know, it can happen. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons that I compete is to get over that. It, I think that it's important that I get past that. And I think I've done a good job. Like mm-hmm. I've noticed the last couple tournaments that I've been way more relaxed and I'm a purple belt. Like I've been competing and I compete constantly. Mm-hmm. So like, don't feel like it's weird that you are super nervous or that, you know, like you can't breathe or you're going to throw up or yeah. what all the things. <laughs> so then you start to learn things that help you. So I have like a ready to roll playlist and I listen to that whenever I'm training hard. So I always thought that was what, that seems like the good playlist to Mm -hmm. compete. Nope. Jacks me up too much. Really? Yep. Yep. So instead I listen to like Huey Lewis in the news or Robert Palmer or something, you know, like (laughs) something just fun. It's my mood enhancement playlist. That's what I call it. I have a playlist for everything. Oh, we're going to have to make a Spotify playlist oh, yeah. that goes along with the episodes. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really cutting our work out for us. Yeah, we are. But it's it's all so much fun. It is. It is. But yeah, so I have a playlist I listen to, and that that does change from tournament to tournament. Nogi Worlds always falls right before Christmas, so I listen to Christmas music the whole time. I'm like in the bullpen singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> but that keeps me more calm. Um, but know what's good for you. Get a good warm up in. That's important. Getting that first real sweat is going to help with that adrenaline dump. Ah. So if you can experience the adrenaline dump before you go out there and kind of get your second wind, mm-hmm. you're going to be much better off. If I don't sweat beforehand, then I find my thighs kind of lock up. Like they feel like they just won't move. And then, you know, like other little stuff, you know, make sure you're hydrated, which is a rough part of cutting weight if you're doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Smile. 
I'd say smile is one of the biggest things. And like I was thinking about that uh, teaching women's class last night that I wanted to tell the ladies to smile. And I was like, you know, it's such a like, you know, one of those things in the world where like, hey, pretty lady, you should smile, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's not the reason for it. The reason for it is like, the the message that it sends to your brain, you know, yeah. like I want I want to smile in competition or like in the bullpen because it it causes reactions that actually do make me happier, and so that'll help with the nerves a lot. Okay, that's all really good stuff to know. I'm already feeling just better. Yeah, make friends, make friends at the tournament. You yeah. know, like talk to people, watch matches. You know, like just just be a part of the community. All right. And have a game plan. Have a game plan. That's our tip this week for Try That on the Mat is have a game plan. And I highly recommend that to be a written game plan. So write it down. Write down write down the the every, you know, maybe six positions. Like what's your takedown? If you get to mount, what are you doing for mount? If you get rear mount, what are you doing there? Like write it down. Only just one or three, one to three things um, that you're going to do from each position and keep it with you when you train. Go look at it in between rolls. Okay, I, I knew to get to mount and then I got to mount and I was like, what am I supposed to do from here? You know, so go back, look at it. Yeah, that's me every day yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's okay, fine. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your tip for off the mat? Off the mat, um, I'm going to go with an Epsom salt bath. <laughs> you can't go wrong with you that. You can't. It's one of my favorite forms of recovery. Um, I take at least one a week, usually two if I'm you know, in competition training. I like a bubble bath because I'm a diva. No, that's not why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always joke it's because I don't want to see all this. Like I just want to relax. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. And I, I will use you know, a pound and a half to three pounds of salt. So don't go light on the salt, really dump it in there. There's also some good like um, Arnica stuff that you can put in the tub. And yeah, so take a nice hot bath. And with that good advice, we are going to wrap this episode up. If you like this episode, and I know that you do, you have to like all our episodes, right? Please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe so that we'll magically pop up on your phone. And if you want to continue the conversation, follow us on Instagram. You will find me there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman on Instagram and Facebook. And I will have links to us in the show notes. And we will see see you on the mat. mat.